Uh, hi, folks. I do not have any content warnings yet. That doesn't mean I might not have to come back and re-record this later. Uh, secondly, we Kevin, have... Kevin, I think I might not be your girlfriend. I might be an orcish battering ram. Okay. Sorry, I found a thing on Twitter. Let's let's save that for later. Okay. We're, we're recording right now. Yes, I didn't take my pills today. Oh, okay. So, yeah, expect that. We have a house with animals. They make noise. Sometimes it's all barking. Sometimes it's a cat coming through and causing us to swear loudly. And on that note, we swear loudly. Frequently. Oh, oh, here comes... With enthusiasm and gusto. What are you doing, little man? Oh, here comes... And here comes... Uh, 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 Hobbs, because he is ju- he's just been a terror today. Okay, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode one hundred eighty five. I am so happy with this week's guest. Uh, we have the amazing Harris Doctor Nerdlove O'Malley. Ooh, Doctor Nerdlove! Uh, just a fantastic chat we had uh, about things. So uh, it was a lot of fun. And I can't wait to share that with everybody. So, yeah, a uh, big week for me. Got a lot done for work. Yeah. Uh, and then I've, I've hit that other spot where now I'm waiting again. Oh, yeah. Right? I, I had a big push, a big day yesterday. Got all this stuff done. And then today it was like, and, oh, wait, all of this is now stalled. I got to find other stuff to do. And hope that, like, I don't have five things going all at once when those unstall. Or maybe they're done and I don't have to worry about them anymore. So we'll see. Uh, it's all wrapped up in like the release cycles and crap. So um, you know, the big change this past week has been I had to change my planner. Yes, and it was it was a lot for you. It 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 pained me because for the last year and a half. I have had the best layout with my file of facts, uh, but the truth is at half size a5 size um i it was getting harder to see it was causing eye strain to, to you know i'd have to be leaning up on top of it to write things and see what my next and you do have corrective lenses and i have corrective lenses and some of it was also finding you know the right spot in the corrective lenses and it's like you know what this isn't quite it, it isn't that it isn't working it's that now it's becoming a problem right right so i had to go through the assessment. I spent days, oh, probably, you did. probably like uh, close to two weeks, just looking at planner layouts and trying to find the same basic layout. And no luck, and came close a couple times on Etsy, and then finally said, "You know what? I'm just gonna. I'll start by getting the eight and a half by eleven, the U.S. letter size planner, and then I'll see what works for me." And one, it's been great. I mean, it takes up a little more desk real estate, but I can sort of look and see a lot better. Good, good. So the the work it's working in terms of eye strain. Yes, it's working in terms of eye strain. The interesting thing about it though is uh, we went out to Office Depot because yes. everywhere online was out of weekly spreads. Right? Every you know, and uh, it came I think I got the monthly, the twelve month by default. Well when setting up the monthly spread we bought and getting used to it, I realized something that the default like week on two days that they have it's too much like there's so much space on these pages that is now just empty with lines under each day so i went and i took 
I went back to the monthly and I'm like, I can fit everything I need kind of the way I do it into a day on the 12-month thing in this size, and I don't have to have a page per week. And it, you're not having a problem where your writing is still the same size as I straining? No, because it uses uh, a wider like uh, a wider rule on it. Oh, so you write bigger. So I, I write a little bigger, and uh, and I'm still color coding. Like I was, the, and and it means now there's the front page that has the to do items, right? So I can have all my to do items as sort of a rolling list um, in the monthly summary, and then I have all my appointments, and then there's space for notes. Um, this sounds like something where uh, putting a screenshot or some or a picture up online might be. Helpful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the interesting thing was though, as I'm going through with the highlighter, color coding my to dos, I'm realizing that I it's I'm I almost need a paintbrush. There's a lot like it's just swath, 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 swath. Um, but it, the important thing is it's working. Yes. And it it. I'm still able to offload and like do my sort of monthly, all right, what have I got coming up this month? Let's go ahead and spread it out and color code it to kind of cement it in my mind. And, you know, I have my daily to-dos that don't change and that I just check off every day in to-doist. Then I sort of have the rolling list of things for work um, so I don't lose track of them. And that's but all But you did working. have to move some stuff out of your planner that you were keeping there. Oh, well, that was the thing. Um, so the other thing I, I had a hard time finding was, like, I have a really nice Lavenger folio for their their discbound, the circus system, that I use for my notes for the podcast, mm-hmm. for the active notes for the podcast. I have a, another one that's an archive. And I was looking into getting one the same size for the... Tool. 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 And the problem I had was is that A, they're out of stock, and B, they're like two, uh, $150 to $175. Wow. Right? Is that just for the cover? That's that's just for the cover. I mean, the cover is like hand-stitched leather. I mean, feel that cover. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could, yeah, you no. could have wild sex on that cover if it's right. bigger, but the, the, it's... That's a lot of money. Yeah, and so I, I was looking and thinking, well, maybe I need to go with a three-ring binder. And then I found this great binder on Amazon, I'll link it, that could either be a three-ring binder or not, because the, th- the three rings, you can remove them. Oh, yeah. So, um, and, you know, it's a little thicker because of the size, uh, but now I've got basically two binders, one that is my calendar and my sort of rolling to-do list for work and things that lives on my desk. And then I've got the zip up binder where I've got the rest of the stuff um, with my D and D and my productivity alchemy guest wish list and um, all that stuff. So it's basically your hobbies. Folder. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the other thing is of course that I don't have rings big enough to hold it all. Uh, and if I put, try to put it all in this binder again, it's too big. Right. right, there's too much stuff, um, and I'm playing around with some ideas on on how I could maybe you know maybe I only need to take a quarter with me. I don't need like twelve months in the in the thing. So it's it's an ex- exploration, but um, it's also an accommodation. Yeah, and, right? and let's face it. I mean, you don't necessarily need to keep the two together, right? Because how often are you in the middle of work and are like, wait, I know what happens next in D and D? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Yeah, that's the the big thing about it. And I mean, occasionally I'm in the middle of work and I'm like, oh, this person would be really cool to interview and I'll add them to my interview wish list. Uh, but that's just like, okay, turn around, grab the thing, flip it to the 
page and write it down and then go on. Or you could even have, uh, if you don't have the other one with you, you could have like a, a yeah. scrap notes page or whatever. I, I have like a, yeah, the, the to-do block on the like monthly summary or whatever, it actually has like to-do items and emails to send. I don't need to write a list of emails to send. I don't. That's, that's maybe some people do it, not me. Uh, so what I did was I changed that to, I scratched that out and I put like ideas there so that if I come up with something like that, uh, I can jot it down on that list and, you know, maybe transfer it to something else or do it later or something. So, so I capture it so I don't lose it. Right. That's sort of the key is to capture that. So I'm not going, man, I had this great idea at work today and, uh, oh God, what was it? Um, you know. And uh, and so there's that. Also, we wrapped up my productivity series on opensource.com yes. this week. And, and you had lots and lots of page views. Uh, yeah, uh, very successful. Um, we're going to get the monthly, I think the monthly stats will be out soon. But um, uh, my, the one article I struggled with, um, we were talking about it in our, our the meeting today for the, the correspondence. And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't as happy with that article. It wasn't the article I wanted to write. It was the article I could write. Yeah. And that was like a revelation to everybody. And, oh, wow, that's a good, like, I know you've, you've sort of said it before about books or, or I've heard it said similarly. Like no yeah. book ever survives the first encounter with the author. No right. manuscript, I suppose. Yeah. And, and, but that was the thing. At it's, the end of the day, you do not write the beautiful, perfect book in your head. You write the book you're capable of writing. Yeah. And that was the article I was capable of writing then. And it is so far the most popular article I've ever written, uh, in two, I guess this is my third January writing for them in this manner. Well, that's, that's the trick to it. Uh, yeah. unless you tell them, nobody ever knows how miserable you were with the book. Or how right. hard a section was to write. Like, the 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 great truth, and this is, you know, I, I hate that this is true, but it is, <laughs> is that the things you wrote in this amazing flow where you put down 2,000 words and it felt like nothing, and the words where you basically had to chisel every one of them out of your jaw like a molar, right? Uh, read the exact same to the reader. Nobody can tell. Yeah, uh, well, and my amazing editors uh, really helped with that because there were some rough spots on that one. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I can take the idea that I wanted to write about, I can shuffle it out a couple months because we've got sort of a theme time coming up. And that, but that's the that's the other thing, right? Okay, I can't write this right now. I will do it later. Uh, there is at least one book that I eventually looked at and said I am not capable of writing this book, and. There are people who are like, no, you must become capable. And, uh, yeah, that's great. Enjoy your career. Um, yeah. I, uh, mine, I looked at it and I said, I can't do justice to this story or this idea. I am not, I, I don't have it. And, uh, so it's been sitting around for a million years and someday I might, you know, take it apart for parts or someday I will be the person who can write that book. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, but that's the thing. Maybe when I uh, get down to it, I won't be able to write the article I want to write. I'll just be like, okay, I'll take some ideas and I'll save them for later. Yeah. Maybe next year. I don't know. Clearly that book, yeah. maybe that book didn't need to be written by me. It can go bother, bother Judith Tarr or somebody. <laughs> you know? Right? So, uh, so uh, you are recovering from your back being out. I am. And I have been... Basically, last week, I just declared as a wash. Yeah. Uh, I was in pain. I was grumpy. I was annoyed. 
Um, I was mopey, and oh, I Ernie's, know Ernie. Ernie's hitting the whiny stage. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but yesterday I knocked out, you know, 1,500 words on my manuscript, and today I did errands and therefore did not technically have to write, but I had a silly idea, so I wrote like 800 words in like half an hour on my silly idea. Well, there you go. And uh, it is not what I need to be writing, but <laughs> it is nevertheless words that are written, and... As I've said many times, when I have an idea that wants to be written, I chase it down because, yeah, you know, uh, the the flow is great because it gets words down, even if people can't tell later. And I may come back to this in, you know, a year and go, OK, this had a lot going on or, uh, you know, it'll it'll just sit around in the list of, of mental things I could work on. Um for example, one thing I did manage to do last week yeah. was uh, pull out an old manuscript that's like probably a, close to a decade old and realize that I sort of had an idea what the actual like uh, next plot problem was ah. and did some tweaks to it and fiddled with some bits and then sent it off to one of my editor or to my editor and was like. I don't know if this is a thing you would like for one of the many books I owe you, but uh, <laughs> if you would, I am happy to finish it. And if they don't want it, that's fine. They yeah. can come back and say, this is not working for me, and I'll be like, cool. And in you know another few years, I'll self-publish it or something. Or like, something, yeah. I, I, I have so many options. Meanwhile, and, I'm yeah. pretty sure there are a couple editors out there who are kicking themselves for not knowing what to do with Bread Wizard. Uh, I don't know. You know, yeah. um, it's, it's done amazingly. Mm -hmm. It, uh, it made, uh, one of the low, it's one of the locust recommended reading list books. It's, uh, Hugo eligible. Uh, well, nomination time is upon us. Really. I'm sure if it was nominated for anything, it would be the Lodestar well, yeah, YA book. But yeah, it's, it did really well. But the thing is, you never know what's going to hit. And That's true. there is like... All the times that editors were looking at that book, it was probably the wrong time for the book. Like, that yep. book really needed to come out in the summer of 2020. <laughs> I just happened to write it about, to finish it, like, eight years early. Yeah, and yeah. then it was kicking around for a while. It really needed to come out at a time when everyone was baking at home and pissed at the cops and authority <laughs> figures. That's fair. And for whatever reason, that was going to be summer of 2020. And, uh, like, it did amazingly. It has sold better than any book I've ever self-published by leaps and bounds. I don't expect the next one to do that uh, because, <laughs> you know, let's... But uh, I did, you know... We're yeah. going to copy it for the next one anyway. So I did a little work. But, yeah, uh, yeah it, it was yesterday, not yesterday, last week was kind of a wash because yeah. of my back. And I'm trying not to feel guilty about that, but I still do because I'm me. And, yes, yeah. of course, if it was anyone else, I would be like, you're sick, take the week off. But that only <laughs> applies to other people right. and not to me. Yeah, you, you would yell at me for being like, no, no, I, I, I can go through. You would be screaming at me about yes. how, no, you need to take some time off. I um, would be. So that's that. Uh, so, hey, let's go talk to uh, Dr. Nerdlove, which, like I said, I had a lot of fun 
talking to him, uh, getting, you know, finding out about his process. And even after we went through, you're going to hear where I'm talking about, oh, no, I've automated this thing. We sat down after the interview, after we had stopped recording, and, like, I screen shared to show it to him. That was a lot of fun, too. So, uh, and we'll have that for you right after this. Nerd Love, I'm so excited about this one, um, who has gained, what, internet fame? Uh, maybe not fortune, but certainly fame. Um, uh, I'm a Z-list internet celebrity, I guess. Um, <laughs> like, I, I'm Twitter verified, so I guess that counts for something? Oh, I don't so know. You're ahead of me. You're ahead of me. I think, I think Twitter verified gets you at least uh, an M. An M. Uh, so, um, but no, really... Um, can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do tremendously better than I just did? Uh, so, yeah, my name is Harris O'Malley. I'm better known in some circles as Dr. Nerd Love, and I am a syndicated advice columnist and dating coach. And most of what I do is work with people to teach them how to socialize better, work on social skills, and find the types of relationships they want. And that's... That's like an interesting kind of space to be in. Like, and you said certified. I, I did you say certified? I, uh, syndicated. I, syndicated. Okay, yeah, certifiable maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm sure you you have hobbies too. So there's mm-hmm. other stuff going on. It's not just you know have to do all that. Um, uh, it's not all advice columns and dating coaching all the time. No, although some days it does kind of feel that. <laughs> That's fair. It's like I'm in IT, and that isn't all I do, but some days, mm. it's, yeah, all the things. Yeah, right. it, it doesn't help that I'm a compulsive workaholic, because I live in fear of, like, if I stop producing content, then everything is going to go away, so I better just keep dancing. I am I am so used to that. Every every writer I know, every content producer of any sort I know, has that that attitude about it. Um, and uh, do you have the uh, I'm shaming my ancestors I must grab my partner, spouse, whatever read this and tell me I am not a horrible person all the time Okay. Um, in fact my wife tends to be very much like my first line of copy edits when we have the time for it whereas as I grab her and I'm like am, am, am I completely off my off base here can I can I get your like your opinion on this and you know fortunately she has absolutely no problem going like uh, I think you're missing a critical thing over here <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I think uh, I need to set up a support group for all of us who have that that function because I know I have to do it with Ursula and uh, several other partners of authors I know of have have similar similar things. So yeah. So with all that said, um, how do you keep yourself organized? 
Badly. Um, I'm actually in an interesting spot because I um, 2020 has thrown everything into chaos. Uh, yeah. And and one of the things that happened over the course of this is with all of the stress, all of the literally everything that's been happening since March was my realizing that I have ADHD and I've had it my entire life. And I only got diagnosed in like August of this year. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that was, that was a moment that was very much a, it's like, I'm still learning so much about stuff that I thought was just me or just weird things about me that turns out like, no, that's actually a symptom. And it's explained so much. It's like getting that diagnosis has been like getting the Rosetta stone. And now I understand so many things like why for the longest time I couldn't get started working until like 2 PM. It was like right. clockwork until then it was just, I am sitting there just dealing with the worst executive dysfunction thinking like I've got a deadline. I've got to get this script done. I've got to edit this video and get it uploaded why am I sitting here scrolling through Twitter when I don't even want to read any of this? I'm just refresh, refresh, refresh. Finding out so much of this has made me realize like, okay, so all of these things that I have struggled with all of my life, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to productivity, organization, and just basic getting stuff done made a lot of sense because before then I just figured I was just disorganized and undisciplined. And I tried almost every system you can imagine. Pomodoro, tried it. Bullet journaling, right. crossed my eyes trying to do it because it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> keeping calendars all over the place. I mean, the only reason why I'm not, you know, with horrifying credit and constantly being kicked out of whatever apartment I was in or power being turned off is because of the gradual increase of things that would let me automate systems. Right. So I could, you know, automate all of my bill paying. I could automate, you know, constant uh, constant calendar alerts to make sure that I got everything done on time. Yeah. And I mean, I had, yeah, I had to have the most obnoxious calendar alerts possible that would just like pop up in the middle of the screen. You couldn't get rid of them until you did something. Cause otherwise they'd be like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm going to snooze you and then snooze and then snooze and then snooze. And then it just gives up. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no, no. Um, uh, Ursula had her, got her diagnosis, uh, early in 2020. And, um, a couple months before you did, I believe. And, yeah, it's, uh, she says it's been night and day. Um, and so, yeah, she takes her executive function a little pill now. And has had, have you had the realization yet on the day you miss a pill, if you're, if you're medicated, that, mm -hmm. um, like, she went to the grocery store and she came back. She said, I forgot my meds and I was a space cadet. Is, have, have I always been like that? Or, like, yeah, we just dealt with it. You yeah. know, it's, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the last time I took I uh, took a day off because it was especially early on when I was still trying to find my effective dose, mm -hmm. and so it was like, all right, well, I'm gonna try doubling up this time, and I'm gonna try going to like you know half my usual dose. And one day I completely forgotten to take it. Went to the grocery store, came back without with like missing about a third of the groceries because I physically left them there. I just yeah. got distracted and just walked back out, and I had to come back later, kind of hat in hand, go like, hey, so that 12-pack of Diet Dr. Pepper that I left behind, is it still here? I've got the receipt. Yeah, but the, the sparkly, shiny, like, candy thing that you probably shouldn't have bought, but was, like, right there front and center in the bag. 
Oh, absolutely. Just a yeah. whole bunch of Hostess Cupcake. Yeah. All right, good. I'm not the only person who loves those things. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so how were you... Um, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound wrong, but it's the best phrase I can, how are you compensating? Um, it's been a learning experience because I spent most of my adult life finding ways of working with stuff and just getting around things, like just getting used to the idea of like, all right, well, I guess I just start, like, I don't hit my productive peak until two and just keep going until I'm done. And just constant constant just different ways of compensating for things and now that i'm like um, now that i'm medicated um it's kind of it's it take it took some adjusting because um so much of my routine was based around trying to get trying to deal with stuff and then now that i can you know once the cat once the the vibance kicks in once the coffee kicks in suddenly it's like all right time to go let's do this and i'm not quite used to that and so i Early on, I was having issues with uh, getting really just so caught up in work that I would, it, there was much like when I would hyper focus before I got medicated, just look up, I was like, oh, right, I'm starving because I haven't had a thing since since 9 a.m. And now it's 8 p.m. Okay, well, got to do something about this. Um, and then learning how to, now that I've got things more under control, learning how to kind of use it properly. Right. Uh, one of the things that's, that 2020 has made really difficult is that I'm an extrovert. And when you lock an extrovert in his house for like, and there's nowhere to go, bad things start to happen. And it's, yeah, I'm, it's like yeah. a border collie without a job. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love my wife and I love my cat, but they don't qualify as company. <laughs> like, yeah, I see you all the time. I need people. You're not necessarily a person to me anymore. Um, so I've had to learn how to kind of like work around some of that because Pre pre um pre getting diagnosed, I would bounce between working from home or going out to a coffee shop somewhere and working there so I could get right. my social needs filled while also working. Mm-hmm. And even that was really inconsistent because there'd be days where I'd be going to the coffee shop and I would just be able to just hone in like a laser, get everything done, have an amazing day. And then there would be days I would go to the I'd go sit down, get my headphones on, get my coffee, sit down, crack my knuckles, get everything going, and nothing. I'm getting distracted by, by the music, distracted by the conversations around me, mind is a blank, and just couldn't figure out why that happened. And right. so a lot of a lot of adjusting to working exclusively from home with no way out has entailed trying to find ways to work around kind of that need of background noise, but that isn't mm-hmm. too distracting. Because um, if I have some, if I have like a TV on, I can't write because now I'm incorporating dialogue from the TV into my into my columns without realizing it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah. I like uh, I like music. Well, I mean, I'm not writing full time, like, but mm-hmm. I know Ursula can't do things with lyrics. She might have music, but it'll be instrumentals or whatever. If I'm if I've got music on when I'm focused on a task, usually it's something I know so well that I I don't have to process the fact that I'm singing it out loud. Other people come by and smack me on the back of the head because I'm singing it out loud, but that's a, that's, <laughs> that's a different problem, right? Uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting when Ursula can go back to her coffee shop um, because uh, that was uh, very similar for her. She'd have a great day writing or there would be the, um, this is obviously a couple breaking up 
discussion three tables over and uh, trying not to eavesdrop, but wow, are we eavesdropping? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, so many of those, so many uh, tech deals going down, so many just (laughs) random discussions about people's lives that just suddenly get fascinating and way more fascinating than my impending deadline. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And then we... the. This particular coffee shop in our town is a weirdness vortex. Mm-hmm. So Ursa's like, is this me bringing the weird in? And the barista's like, no, it's just this coffee shop in general. Uh, you live in what is supposed to be one of the weirdest places on the planet, or at least mm-hmm. in the country. So, um, I mean, nothing's Sedona. Nothing will ever be Sedona. Sedona is like... There's a special weirdness to Sedona. Sedona is like must be on a nexus of ley lines or something. It's it's literally they talk about the vortexes around mm-hmm. around if you go and you visit. Um, but uh, uh, so I'm I'm sure you get yeah lots of interesting conversations that are even in like on a mundane base you know baseline would be more interesting than a deadline. Yeah, and some and just the people who come in. Like one of one of the saddest days for Austin was when Leslie Cochran died, and we used to refer to him as as the Queen of Austin because he was a homeless crossdresser who was at like was always walking around in booty shorts or just a thong, a crop top, and high heels. And credit where credit is due, man had amazing legs. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, he was an icon in Texas. Everybody knew who he was. Everybody loved him. And he was just that he was the first thing, first like quintessential Austin thing I ever saw when I moved here. <laughs> uh, I was with my like my mother had come up to visit. We were going to dinner somewhere and a traffic light was out. And so traffic was at a crawl. But we were still moving. And as we got closer and closer, we see somebody in a wedding dress has taken it upon themselves to direct traffic. And as we get closer, it is this uh, gaunt, tall man with like a leonine mane of unkempt hair and this massive beard that Ragnar Lothbrook would be proud of directing traffic while wearing high heels in a wedding dress. And my mother looks over and says, what's that? And I just said, welcome to Austin. There you go. Yeah. So we've danced around a lot on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're saying is you you don't have anything really specific set up, just lots of alerts right now. Uh, I have a lot of alerts, but also I've started creating uh, like a, doing a lot of process. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things, especially once I started settling into the uh, as we all everybody got used to the quarantine and the lockdowns, right. was um, trying to do what I now recognize uh, as my friend Arden would call hacking the flow state. And I like to call weaponizing my hyper focus where I would essentially try to create a mood to try like get my brain into work mode. And the way that I ended up doing that was I went and got a whole bunch of uh, Wi-Fi enabled lights that I can control the color on. Ooh. And I got uh, an app on my phone that lets them change color and it has a bunch of different settings. Like it's got a setting for candlelight or for firelight or whatnot. And I just decided I am feeling, uh, today I feel like going to an aquarium and I would take uh, the TV that that I have an Apple TV attached to, mm-hmm. go to YouTube, find like uh, an eight hour footage of Monterey Bay Aquarium or this amazing whale shark tank in Osaka 
put that on, turn the lights to different colors of blue, and just kind of get some music going. And it set this mood that kind of put me into a into like, all right, I'm feeling pretty relaxed. I've got some ideas going, good to go. There you go, yeah. yeah. So that became that became part of it, and part of it was learning how um, learning what works most effectively for me. And so I started getting. I've always had kind of like routines that always helped. And now that I understand them better, now that I understand why they were working for me, it all it's I've been able to make it more to a system. So the morning I get up, first thing I do, go pop, you know, pop my Vivance, get the coffee going, um, go through all of my emails. And that's that kind of prioritizes what I do first, because I've got um, I've got the emails that I get sent in for my column. And then I've also got uh, what I call the priority messages. People, uh, one of the one of the things I offer for my clients is I have a I have a skip the line uh, offering where y- you know you pay me a, pay a certain amount and you get a guaranteed response within 24 hours, completely private, does not go on there. So for people who feel like they want to get a question answered but don't don't feel like they can be vulnerable or feel confident enough to put it out up for the internet to read, that's right. an option for them. So that's, those get taken care of first. I go through, deal with all of the, uh, the little stuff. And then I have some form of a workout back when gyms were open, I would go to the gym. I, now right. I go for runs that's getting curtailed because it's cedar season and going outside makes me absolutely miserable because all of the cedar pollen just goes straight to my nostrils and yeah. leaves me feeling horrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, but exercise became a very important part because, um, I get most of my ideas when I'm working out mm-hmm. and then get back and it's time to get to work. And that's where, depending on what I had to do, uh, how I would structure my day. Um, I, I had a podcast that it would be finish up, finish up the script, do the final edits, do the read through record, and then depending on whether I was, rec- whether I was recording it that day or the net or the day it would have to go up, um, edit it, put it up, right. attack the column, get the column out of the way. Um, if I'm doing a long form column, so something where I'm like dealing with a particular topic, like, you know, here's what uh, fortune of fire can teach us about masculinity. Then I outline that. And that really, that also really helps me keep focus, get my ideas in a row because I'm writing them out long form with, and that just taps a different part of your brain. Right. Outline that. And then by the time I go to type it all up, it's practically redundant. I'm just, I've got all my notes there. I just can just throw those onto the screen. And then by that point, it's usually like seven or eight. And then it's time to call it quits unless I've been dealing with a particularly thorny topic and it's just taking me forever. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, and, and I, Ask this because I know this is something I, I have to base a lot of my writer stuff on Ursula because I have a lot of direct with whether do you have did you have the thing where when you did the outline you had trouble actually finishing the piece because as far as your brain was concerned finishing the outline meant it was done yeah yeah there was a lot of like well I've already written this why do I have to write this again. And right. then I have to remind myself the reason why I have to write this again is because nobody wants to see screenshots of my chicken scratch. Like my note, like my notes make me look like uh, like the guy from Seven. If anybody finds all the little notebooks I fill up, they're just going to think that I've got bodies in the basement. I, well, yeah, I've started printing because mine's the same way. So, and I'm learning I can print really fast now. Um, 
Yeah, and then that leaves time for, you know, time with your wife, time for hobbies, time for cats, time for mm-hmm. things, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say one thing. Cats make an amazing alarm clock because what they get you, they're, they're very routine based. And so they know exactly what time it is at all times. Uh, it's, for me, it's the dogs and the chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, the cats are perfectly happy to sleep late. Uh, and the kittens, I mean, they're, they're adolescents now, so mm-hmm. they're at the, we will stay up all night wrestling and parkouring through the house, um, which does not help me sleep. Like, oh good, the kittens finally settled down and the chickens are ready for me to feed them. <laughs> so, <laughs> like having small children all over again, except they'll grow out of it faster. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of the benefits of having a very old cat is that except for except for knowing exactly when meal times are, he's content to mostly just kind of hang out. Occasionally he'll get up, make a do a scream because he wants my attention and he's kind of going deaf. And then it's like, oh, what do you want? Uh, just just cuddles. OK, fine. Oh, now it's the time that you want to be the, the lumbar support in my chair. I got to put you there. And that, <laughs> you know, that goes for about anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, at which point he decides he wants down. And if I don't help him down, then he'll try to jump out of the chair. And because of his age, he kind of mistimes the jump. So he's bumped his head into the wall a few times. Yeah, no, we're uh, all of, all of mine are are either middle-aged or or edging into what would be a young adult Mm -hmm. category. So I don't have that right now. I have had cats in the past. I, I know exactly, you know, older cats. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, uh, and I think we just covered the next two questions all in <laughs> one, because we, because the next one talks about uh, what systems and habits are important mm-hmm. to you, and uh, yeah, there's that, and then uh, what does a typical day look like? So we're just going to throw all those out because we're done now. Um, no, we're hey! not. But <laughs> um, anything else to 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 expound on those topics, though? The biggest thing for me has been finding as many ways as possible to automate things because right, right now I'm a, I'm a one man show with pretty much everything that entails. So that means I'm having to handle all of my, like my Patreon stuff. I have to do the filming, the scripting, the editing for all my, uh, all my YouTube and podcast stuff. And yep. I hate that so much. <laughs> I hate editing so very much. Um, and so I've got I, I have to have as many systems on there as possible that let me be as efficient as I can, but also can be as um, memory proof as possible. Right. Like one of the things that happens every once in a while is um, every every either Friday or Sunday, depending on how my schedule shakes out, I get my columns that uh, I'm putting up onto my onto the syndicate that week. Right. And so I have to reformat them. And then, then save them in a specific way into a specific folder. Upload them to the syndicate's um, FPS, not FPS, uh, F, um, FT, yes, FTP. FTP. Yes. yes. Uh, have to have to FTP it to them and make sure it goes into the right spaces there. And what happens a lot of times is it goes into the to be sent out folder, but I forget to upload them. And then oh. my editor comes back and goes, uh, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh God, thank you." And Unfortunately, they're all very understanding about that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, specific format, yeah. Uh, oh. Wow, FTP? Really? FTP? This day mm-hmm. and age? Wow. I'm kind of astounded. Yeah. 
Like, I actually had to look because the last time I did FTP regularly, even for, like, just website stuff, I was still on Windows, and now I do, like, nothing but Mac, and, like, right. Like, what what do I use for that anymore? <laughs> uh, as a, a Linux head, I was like, oh, look, I can do it from the command line. I don't have to fight with it the way I did on <laughs> Windows. Um, yeah, uh, but, uh, uh, no, I, I, I get it. I, how are you looking at automating that? Have you automated that process at all yet? I haven't yet because I haven't found anything that's necessarily going to work. I've been trying to find ways to see if there is something I can do it, whether uh, if then that will uh, will connect with it or if there is a way that um, I can't just like upload it to a shared Dropbox, unfortunately. That would make my right. life so much easier. Um, otherwise, that would be exactly what I do. But I'm trying to see if there is a way of like connecting uh, connecting some sort of network drive that I can drop those all into that would immediately go like, okay, and just slurp them up to the server. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk after. I, uh, I actually uh, pay for Zapier, and it has a lot of, this is not, I am, they do not pay me, this is not a solicited blah, blah, blah. Uh, but like uh, for my podcast post-processing, um, I use Authonic. Oh, so do I. Yeah, and now they added that to Zapier, so I, when I'm done with a podcast, I put it into a Dropbox folder. Zapier takes it, sends it off to Authonic, refills everything out, send, and then starts the post-process at Authonic. So I just have to like ex- save to disk from uh, from GarageBand, and then walk away. And Ooh. like an hour later, um, I get the notice that says, "Here you go. Here's the finished thing." Nice. Yeah. yeah, one of so, one of my one of my career goals at this point is to get the uh, get the Patreon to a point where I can start paying somebody to edit my videos for me. Right. Because that alone would take a good like four hours out of my week and just let me focus more on the content creation. Yeah, and I mean I don't mind doing like the editing on the audio and things like that. It that's been one of my like hobbies for long time mm-hmm. like you know uh early 90s i was an actual on-air dj so like it's like yeah nice. goes, this comes it was a crappy sunrise to sunset am's uh, country and western station but mm-hmm. still you know there's you know like playing with audio and editing things like that it's like yeah i enjoy it uh, mm-hmm. videos drive me crazy i can see you on that one yeah videos drive me crazy and it gets even worse because my all my editing is really, really basic. It is the most basic. All right, just insert clip here, cut here, cut here. Nothing terribly fancy. And but I judge myself and my outcome and my product so much by all of these other YouTubers that I follow. Like I watch H Bomber Guy or Lindsay Ellis, and it's just like you guys do so much. I can't do any of this. Right. <laughs> like I I watched uh, it's terrible to watch streamers sometimes, mm. like on on twitch or whatever mm-hmm. i'm like how do they get these fancy backgrounds and the scrolling and all of this and i'm like i i i don't need any of that i mean i it's just chickens but for yeah. me but i'm like still it would be nice to have you know the ability to do that and i'm like oh wow okay yeah you you spent a lot of time and probably paid some people for that help all right not gonna happen here <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, two of my friends um, are two of my friends uh, run Double Toasted, and I watch their videos. And it's at times it's like, how the hell are you able to do all this? Oh, that's right, you had a massively successful uh, Kickstarter. You actually have staff. 
<laughs> yeah. That's how you're able to do all this. You got a production company. That's yeah, you, you funded a production company. You're right on. Good for you. Yeah. So I'm not jealous at all. Really, I'm not. No. No, I'm not. You know, I, I'm not jealous of many things that I should not be jealous of. No, no. All right. So, yeah, automate. Automate, automate, automate. I'm all about automation. We'll talk after because I, 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 I may actually be able to help directly um, and not bore everybody with technical descriptions because I, I know there are people who are listening who are just like, tell me all about it. And I'm like, no. I, the, the rest of we do not need to, to help the rest of the world understand. All right, this is how FTP works. Kidding. Uh- <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's one of the things that uh, that I'm kind of curious now about how much more efficient I could be about things because so much before I got my diagnosis fell by the wayside because I kept forgetting about it. When I made a rookie mm-hmm. mistake when I first set up my Patreon and had physical rewards. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Ambition radically outstripped ability in that case. (laughs) I had to actually dedicate a solid month of, all right, I'm going to get through the backlog of all of this, and then I'm taking this reward tier down, and we shall never speak of this again. Right. Um, I remember when Ursula was still doing her own fulfillment of Prince, Mm -hmm. and there would be a day once a month where... This is the day all the prints would be run and then and then bagged and then, you know, a note for who they go to. And then this is the day to go to the shipping place and hand them the pile and, you know, make sure it all goes. And then the shipping place went out of business and it got even worse because it had to go to the actual post office with all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just little things like that when you realize that is too much and especially with physical merch. Mm-hmm. Um, and either we need to stop doing it or we need to uh, outsource it in some way. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a big fan of doing, of doing outsourcing where you can and when you can. Yep. And that was, that was another one of those things that, especially um, in the early days when I was trying to figure out why I, could, why I couldn't necessarily be as productive or as efficient or as disciplined as everybody else, and I am reading through everything I could get my hands on. Like I read the the four hour work week thinking like, okay, I can figure this one out. And 90% of it is like, all right, the first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna get a virtual assistant in the Philippines. Like, I'm already too much of a control freak to do that. Right. And yeah, that the just right there, that part makes me go like, I don't know about that part. And I know some folks who do have virtual assistants and they oh, yeah. do they they work out great but for me it's just like the level of control that especially back then that I would have had to have given up gave me the screaming ab dabs. Oh yeah, uh there was I I think I I about the time the 4 hour work week came out I think I looked into it and I'm like okay so I'm going to have to give them my username and password for my email. All right, that's a non-starter right there. Exactly. Like first, I'm going to have to give them access to my email, or if I'm going to have them like managing certain accounts, like then they have to have access to the bank accounts. It's like, oh, I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're a lovely person, but you're just a voice on the internet to me. I... Yeah. No. Oh, oh. Yeah. So the idea of doing all of that is kind of made me go, no, nah, not so much. Mm-hmm. So 
And and plus the whole I, once again, it would just go right back to I need to have five thousand notifications to remind me. Oh right, I've got to send this to my assistant. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Right. I've got to do this. And that just by that point, it's just I've set all these things up. I might as well just do it myself. Yeah, the the, the computer, the brain in your pocket has become your personal assistant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even in the in the free smartphone days. Right. So, woohoo. Then we'll just skip straight to uh, the advice question. See, now this one will be, this one, here's, this is sort of the other side for you, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the best advice you have been given or give somebody else? I mean, if we really want to know the best advice you give somebody else, we would read your column every time <laughs> it comes out. <laughs> Which I highly recommend. It's extremely informative. Um, the best advice I had ever been given was, came from my father, and, who told me never to let myself be defined by what I think my limitations are. Okay. And what he meant by that was it is very easy to lock yourself in, into a trap and make yourself small because you think you're not capable about, of doing something. You think that you are X, Y, or Z, and that means you can't do this thing. And that, like, especially when he told me that back before he passed away and I hadn't gotten, I hadn't even gotten into, like, the pickup community, which led to my becoming Dr. Nerd Love, never mind becoming, you know, starting a dating advice column or any of that. Right. But that kind of resonated for me because I defined myself as, like, I am a nerd. Here is the four corners of where my identity lies. I do not do anything that steps outside of these because I cannot, because I am a nerd, because I am socially awkward, because I am the one who's not good with girls. And that defined who I was for such a long time. Right. And it was starting to realize that those were all self-imposed limitations, that none of that was true, that I could push past what I thought my limits were because they weren't actually limits. It was just what I restrict myself to. And that has, that, was really kind of revelatory and it changed my life in a lot of different ways from just dating and relationships to pursuing careers. Like I never, if you had told me when I was in college that this is what I would be doing for a living, I would have laughed at you because I would have thought it was impossible on so many levels. And now it's just looking back, it was more inevitable. I look at all my other career, like my career paths and all the other jobs I had. It's like, yeah, this was always just leading here, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I can say that about my, my trajectory through tech, um, mm-hmm. but uh, different sort of choices, I think, you know, uh, but I, I, I really like this. Um, uh, and I really like that you're will, willing to say that you, you're saying that, you know, a lot of these limitations were self-imposed, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this is not, by the way, folks, this is not the, um, the go out and don't take no for an answer exactly. kind of advice. Yeah. Right. It's more Very along right. the lines of be willing to admit that you're wrong about things. And yeah. be willing to admit that you had the wrong idea and work, you know, work from there. And that's that's true about a lot of things. Be willing to acknowledge when you've made mistakes. Be willing to, you know, if, you know, made a mistake with somebody else, try to fix it. Try to make it better. If you made a mistake right. with yourself, again, try to fix it. Try to change things. 
don't get so don't get so hung up on something just because you like especially a mistake just because you spent a long time making it. So yeah, yeah. So many people I have known uh, who were convinced that they were not the kind of person who could do this one thing that they desperately wanted to do. And that ranged anywhere from being able to sing in front of a crowd to being able to talk to a person they had a crush on. And with a little bit of pushing, a little bit of what if you were that kind of person, they actually went and gave it an honest chance and discovered that, oh, actually, no, I could do that. That, that was an amazing experience. And that, that was really yeah. important. So thinking thinking along those lines, because this leads right into uh, what I have become, begun, yeah, I've been calling it this for two years, so what I call the sad but easy question. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, how do you deal with failure or when you miss that goal? Uh, I've had to learn a lot of self-compassion with, with that sort of thing. Um, like one, especially in the early days, I was constantly dealing with the fear of that, that whole got to keep dancing or else it all go away. And I was updating my site five days a week. Right. And after about a year of that, I was ready to just bash my head against a wall because it was giving me the worst burnout ever. And that that's the thing that happened a number of times in my career is just confronting burnout and realizing that, oh, it's my fear of failure, my fear of not measuring up to this arbitrary limit that I've given myself that's causing me to work so hard and not trust my audience and not trust myself. So a lot of what I had to do was learn to, first of all, forgive myself for not doing everything absolutely perfectly and learn to trust you know, trust the people around me, my audience, my friends, and that they would understand, forgive me, and not necessarily disappear if I just set a foot wrong once. So right. first it was, all right, dialing back my schedule to something more manageable. Um, my first round of running a podcast ended because, again, trying to trying to update it constantly as a one-man show got out of control very quickly. Same with doing YouTube. I was doing YouTube every week because I was convinced that was the schedule I needed to work at and I was burning out quickly. Right. So having to just be willing to say, this isn't working for me. I have to do this differently. And I just have to trust that everything will be okay. Was nerve wracking, but it really helped me get to the part where I could say, all right, if it doesn't work out the way that I hoped, it's all right. Right. And just that willingness to forgive myself for not being like perfect at something or the superhuman made a made a big difference. And once every failure, once every mistake wasn't an end of the world situation, that made it a little bit easier to go back and look at things and go like, okay, this isn't working, but what if I try it like this? As opposed to just treating the old if if all you have is a hammer, just you beat everything until it's flat. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if 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 all you have is a hammer, the whole world looks like a nail, mm-hmm. even if it isn't. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long day. I can tell. I'm I'm a little. <laughs> um. So, on the other side of things, mm-hmm. right? The uh, happy but difficult question: mm-hmm. Do you celebrate your successes, and if so, how? I try to. Um, when I got my first book deal, that was huge to me because that that was one of those moments of like, my God, legitimacy at last. 
And that was a uh, that was a honest to God, I'm going to crack open this bottle that I've been saving for a special occasion kind of situation. Right. And there are a lot of little things where it's just like if I have something cool happen, I try to commemorate the occasion in some way, shape or form, even if it's just like, you know, doing doing something small but special. Like, you know, it's like, all right, cool. We're going to going to kick off the day early, going to go sit out on the porch with my wife and just like have a cocktail, just relax instead of just constantly being thinking, all right, next column, next client, next whatever. Right, right. And then occasionally sometimes just being able to go to a friend and go like, dude, this is so cool. <laughs> there's so there's still so many times where I kind of look at my I'll look around at my life and go, how the hell did this happen? Right. I um we're on the same uh, uh, full disclosure, guys. Uh, we're on a Discord together, and that's that's how we met. And so, yeah, I have this. I have these moments constantly with like, how is this? How how is this my life? Mm-hmm. Where you know, people like you are like, sure, I'll do this thing, or you know, I'm talking to people on Twitter who have, you know, like multiple bestsellers and stuff like that. And I'm like, how how is this happening? Yeah, why, why how, is this happening? Yeah. How are these people whose work I've admired for years talking to me like a person? Like I'm right. I'm actually meeting people whose whose stuff I have been reading for you know years, sometimes decades, and they're like, Oh yeah, I've heard of you. It's like I'm sorry. I um yeah. It's uh it it's um, another thing we we found out, folks, is that, that we have several friends in common. It's like the first time I met um, Jay Grant and Mel Hines. <laughs> yes. All right. You're, this is uh, it was uh, Akon. Uh, Jenny Breeden, also a friend, was like, um, like, hey, we're all going to dinner. You should come with us. I'm like, I have been reading jay's comics since he started them and two lumps which is the comic they do uh since the beginning and oh my god i'm having this i'm having i'm gonna have a meltdown right we get to the restaurant it's uh uh, some it was a mongolian buffet in in Mm -hmm. dallas and uh so we go through the line and i sit down and i'm sitting across from mel and i'm trying to be cool and finally i just look at her and say look i just have to get this out of my system i apologize for this but oh my god i can't believe we're having dinner with you guys oh i've been reading jay's stuff since the phlegm days oh my god i'm, I'm a huge fan i've been doing this f- forever and i just can't believe i'm right here so thank you so much for for you know coming out to dinner with us and mel looks at me and she goes Oh my god, I can't believe we're having dinner with you guys. Ursula is the queen of live journal. We are so amazed that she would have <laughs> dinner with us and and we've been tight ever since. So <laughs> But it's like it, it's that kind of moment, right? Yeah, especially like on the con circuits cuz that's yeah, that's yeah. how I met like that's how I met Jane Mel as well. We met right. for the first time at uh AggieCon, which yeah. is also uh the first time I ever I met uh Sean and McGuire. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And then, like other other comic people I've met back in my back in the uh, the early two thousands when I thought I was going to be a comic artist and that failed miserably. Uh, but like just being an artist alley next to people and just striking uh, yeah. up conversations, like wait, you're you're Carlos Speed McNeil, holy shit, and just you know making connections that way. 
And it's just the weirdest thing. You look around and go like, I, how do I know these people? How do we have so many friends in common? It's weird. Like also like another one that we only just discovered is that you, that we both know uh, Melita Curfee, Miss Monster. Miss Monster. Yeah. 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 Um, we know her from uh, the Furcon circuit. Yeah. I was a high school. With her. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um, that that's actually one of her her raven heads over there and i saw you just got something from her too really cool yeah i got one of her little baby owlbears yeah um i have one of the uh uh one of the raven uh, mm. dolls she made it's it's in a display case on the other side of the house um and for everybody at home who's going i want to see these uh, sorry we don't release video of these conversations uh really apologize you know i'll i'll we'll figure something out uh, <laughs> 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 yeah it's 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 interesting when you get into these circles and you realize that you may have friends in common or how much they overlap. Yeah. Right. How much they overlap and how much like your friends will introduce you to other people. Yeah. Like if we, if we circle back to the best advice I've ever given and um, mm -hmm. it, I think it's really just make friends because, and make friends across like all over the place because you never know who's going to be, like your next uh it, it sounds cold to say it like this but who's going to be the next step in the ladder who's going to introduce you to more people yeah and not in the not in the sense of get to know people so they can do things for you but just when you make friends your friends will introduce you to their friends their friend you become their friends as well and that just means that you have opportunities that might never have come up because your buddies are going to be like hey you should come with us to this yeah um, uh um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Yeah, like uh, my first tool concert was that way. Yeah. Like yeah, some 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 friends were like, "Hey, we have an extra ticket. Do you want to go?" I'm like, "Okay, sure, let's go." Um, but if I had, you know, taken that moment to be friends with the person who introduced us in the first place, it would have never never happened, right? Uh, yeah. So. And it can it can lead to so many really amazing experiences. Not not even like you know, oh hey, let me advance my career, but just like. I can't believe this happened. Um, yeah. Jay and Mel uh, were the reason why I was a guest at Acon one year. Mm -hmm. And there was a party afterwards that was for just for all the guests. And I that they were like, hey, we're going to this. Do you want to come? Let me think for a second. Hell yes, I want to go. Yeah. And I'm just like there talking with some people, um, a whole bunch of voice actors who at the time I didn't know because my knowledge of anime kind of cuts off at about 2000. Right. right. And then I'm talking with one guy who like, I later on realized was Matt Mercer and then hanging out with someone else and just drinking with this other guy, having a great time. Turns out, Oh, Hey, I've been drinking with killing Kieran, uh, however, from Dragon Ball Z this entire time. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fine. That's My life just got weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, uh, it, it, it does that, right? I mean, there's, uh, and even then there, it may not be an opportunity. I, had a coworker who I'd known for years and we'd worked at like two different companies together. It's like, yeah, come on out to my, uh, my, you know, post Christmas, pre new year's or something along those lines. Um, chocolate and whiskey party. I'm like, I like chocolate and whiskey. And that sounds like an amazing party. <laughs> just, yeah. just on the premise alone. Yeah. Uh, that was, um, just over 13 years ago. And uh, her name was Ursula, and we've been married for seven years. It's going to be seven years, I believe. Eight mm -hmm. years? Something like that. You know, if I hadn't said, sure, I'll go to this party, 
I would have never met her. I mean, you know, it's... Although, I don't know, sometimes I think that the universe was throwing bricks at the back of my head about Ursula. Like, you need to, this is a person you need to pay attention to, because I also ran into her at, like, three more events over the next two weeks. I was like, okay, now <laughs> I'm getting the message. We can stop now. But still, it's, it's that sort of that interconnectedness. You never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and going in with that cold well, they'll lead me to the next thing, isn't necessarily the right idea. It's it's more like, they may lead you to something really cool. Yeah, it's just you're you know? making yourself open to opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, somewhere, like, that. that's a thing I tell people, especially a lot of my clients who have a hard time meeting people or who, like, mm-hmm. want to go out, who want to be more active on the bar scene, but they're afraid to. Yeah. They get really, they get what's called approach anxiety really badly. And the thing that I tell them is like, all right, here's what you do. You go out, without the intention of beating anyone. You're not going out there to get phone numbers. You're not going out there to get dates. Don't worry about any of that. That's actually the least effective and least efficient way you can meet people. That's not how most people meet their partners. You're just going out there because somewhere out there tonight is a story. And you're going to find your story. Oh, I like that. And your story could be anything. As long as you are open to opportunities, and open to taking chances, that story could literally be anything. It could be that, yes, you met this amazing person and you started a relationship. Or it could just be you had a conversation with a guy in a cowboy hat who turns out to own a gold mine in South America. Or (laughs) you're going to, you know, meet, just see this crazy thing happen um, just completely at random because you happen to be in the right place at the right time. That happened to me one night when I was going to meet some friends at the Alamo Draft House back um, way back in the day. And in the before was, times, or in the, the before, very before, before times, because this was when uh, this was when MTV, first of all, still showed music videos, but it was oh, also wow, yeah, when okay. Real World came to Austin. Yes, I remember that. Yes, yes. and okay. I was going to meet some friends at what would now be the Alamo Draft House Ritz. Mm-hmm. And as I was going past, there's a bar called the Library. Very much one of the Sixth Street UT students get drunk and do shots and hit on each other kind of bars. Right. I was passing that. And as I'm walking by, I see the, like, as crowd is forming and these two people are just standing there. And one dude who looks ridiculously good looking. But, like, <laughs> you're not from around here, sir. Like, even the, even the hot people around here have, like, attainable hot, not TV star hot. <laughs> is sitting there kind of doing like the chest thump thing, the the come on, bro. Oh boy! And the other dude just hauls off and pops him across the face. No warning, no no preamble. <laughs> and that's what I see both the cameras and someone circulating a clipboard around the crowd. And I'm just like, nope, keep going, keep going. Not part of this. Don't know what this is. Just keep going. And later I found out that this was a famous fight between one of the the stars and uh, a UT student at that bar. <laughs> and the the form they were circulating was what like the the release? it was the release for the for yeah. the episode. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, and those are, those are the things you never know what you're going to encounter, and you have to be kind of open to it, even if it's just like I am going to step away and spectate, um, yep. or maybe or this is a scene I don't want to be involved in, and so I'm running away. There will still be a story there. Exactly. Like you you saw enough. Time to move on. That's everything. Cool. I got all the questions, although 
you know, two, three, and four kind of merged all into one, which is cool. It's not the first time it happened. Um, so, what would you say to? Do you have anything for our audience, or where can we find you online? Well, you can find me all over the place. You can find me at drnerdlove.com. You can find me on Twitter at, at drnerdlove, drnerdlove. Same with Instagram, drnerdlove. Um, there is the private Facebook group, Nerd Love Academy, at facebook.com slash groups slash drnerdlove. Um, also <laughs> on YouTube, as strangely enough, Dr. Nerdlove. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to remember that. It was drnerdlove. Uh- mm-hmm. <laughs> My branding is strong. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, and um, right, cool. Uh, everybody, go check that out. And uh, thank you for thank taking you. time out of your day to have this conversation. Have a little fun. And uh, anytime you want to come back, just say the word. Thank you so Make much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for the people at home, we will be right back after this. I had a fantastic time talking to Dr. Nerdlove and really excited uh, that I get to share it with you guys. And I've got some other really good ones coming up. Uh, I'm scheduling out March right now and just some fantastic stuff I cannot wait to share with you all. Um, So, yeah. Uh, But that brings me to our word for this week, which is, in fact, not Nerdlove. Tempting as it is. (laughs) I don't Um, know why not. No, our our badge code for this week is Big Planner. Okay. Big Planner, all one word. Uh, and so you can go to productivityalchemy.com, enter the badge code in the little text thing, and be awarded one of our several open badges, which is great. And you can find out more about that on ProductivityAlchemy.com. While you are there, you can find various ways to support us by giving us money. But as we always say at this point, we have plenty. We are yes. doing great. We're doing uh, fine. Yeah. We, you know, we have insurance. We have uh, uh, savings. We're, we're good. Uh, there are lots of people who could use it more. And uh, the people we would like to talk about today is the Xerxes Society. And that is X-E-R-C-E-S. Oh. Society, and they are the a Society for Invertebrate Conservation, oh. which I know uh, probably you're all thinking of worms, and I'm sure they care very deeply about worms, but more importantly, they are one of the major factors in uh, saving bees and oh, yeah. pollinators. They uh, are some of the people who worked really hard to get the rusty-patched bumblebee finally on the endangered species list, oh. and they are... Uh, I believe, I'm not sure on this one, uh, I know a uh, people have just uh, asked the Biden administration to put the American bumblebee mm-hmm. on the list, which uh, freaks me the hell out because that's one of our bees. Yes, and, yes it is. And uh, 
I see them in my yard, and even though I have been doing this for a long time and I know better, part of my brain still believes that endangered species happen somewhere else, and if it's in my garden, it can't be rare. And uh, it's not even so much a, I like to think not a, not in my backyard, you know, mm -hmm. uh, everything is fine here, so much as a uh, nothing that, uh, no one is famous in their hometown. Right. And right. Uh, the, like, surely an insect that I see on a regular basis cannot actually be endangered. But in fact, in some areas, they've had like an 86% decline. And uh, so. Yeah, that that's, yeah. it's. Scary. Yes. So uh, I am hopefully I'm mm -hmm. trying to do my part for the American bumblebee. But uh, if you're interested in that, freshwater mussel conservation is another thing they work on. Um, Again, those are local to us. Uh, in some, yeah, some yeah. of them are. Yeah, uh, they're a big org. They have uh, a fair amount of reach. They do good stuff. They uh, help organize uh, monarch watches and stuff like that. And uh, they are a big advocate for scientists. So the Xerxes Society. Check them out. Um, even if you don't want to give them money just as money, they have uh, put out several good books on uh, identifying and assisting local pollinators that you can order through their website. I have a couple of them. They're excellent. High production values, glossy photos. You can tell what the what the bees are and what the plants are and everything. So Groovy. Yes. So. Oh, yeah. No, uh, uh, absolutely worthy. Uh, something I have started doing with the newer interviews, by the way, is asking if the guest has a charity they would particularly like That's to support. That's a great idea, yeah. because I'm honestly starting to run out. Uh, I, I, as much as I try to support, you know, people, we do one of these a week. And, yeah, uh, I know. I, I, know, I have yeah. a couple of my standbys, and uh, I, I don't, you know, branch out quite that much. So... <laughs> Yeah, so those are, but that's, I'm, I'm taking some of that burden off of Thank you, you. And uh, also, I think we're going to get some uh, much more interesting, well, not more interesting, but you know, uh, get I, a, offended. It's okay. right, a broader reach. Yes. A little more variety. When you get down to it, mine are all uh, support wildlife or support immigrants, basically. Or feed people. Or feed people. Or feed people. And yeah, that which, I mean, honestly, those three cover a hell of a lot of ground. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but still, it's uh, there are lots of people who could use assistance, and I am I am glad to have it branched out. Awesome. Uh, that's it for this week, folks. Uh, I am really having so far, knock on wood, a positive twenty twenty one. I hope you all are too. Um, and, uh, and and we will just assume that twenty twenty one. Uh, I believe, in fact, we should probably switch to perhaps the Chinese lunar calendar and say that 2021 <laughs> did not start until quite recently. I, I don't actually think on the lunar calendar it starts for another couple of days yet, but uh, because uh, obviously the initial part of January was the last gasp of 2020, and we yes. don't need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, except to prosecute everyone involved to the fullest extent of the law. No kidding. Anyway, um, thank you all for listening. Be sure to share with your friends, to like us on Facebook, on Twitter, on all those great things. Or I will... just listen and send us an email. Yeah, I love getting emails. I have some great emails uh, for the letter show next week. And uh, with all that being said, you know, have a good weekend. Stay productive. Now you got to read about how I'm actually a... Uh, Orcish siege engine. As as soon as I'm done when I press stop here. Okay.